Good afternoon, Bards Nation. How's everybody doing today? It is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023, and this is Bended Knee. So just to let you guys know, um, we will, I'll be running uh, Scott's shows this evening for Bards FM and for Fishers of Men. We're going to be doing a four-part series of the next couple of days of Brad Cummings, and I know you guys love listening to what Brad has to say, so I am looking forward to that myself. So, uh, guys, another beautiful day. We're, we're, we're still alive. Things are going great. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening around this world. And we're all dealing with this. We're dealing with our personal problems. We're dealing with the world's chaos collectively. And sometimes it can be a little bit difficult. And you know what, guys? We're all in the same boat. We don't always wake up and have the greatest days. Some days we're filled with anxiety. And, you know, I have a lot of people that we ask every day, you know, reach out to us at uh, KiltedChristian at Gmail. In, if you have any prayers or anything that you're going through in your life that you need to talk about, if you just need to vent, you know, we are all here for each other. And one of the most common things that I am seeing, um, especially over these last couple of weeks, is a heaviness that people are feeling. They're feeling it in their stomach. They're feeling it in their gut. There's just a heaviness in this world right now. And that heaviness is anxiety. And today, since I've seen so many people talk about this particular subject, I decided to cover anxiety particularly yes anxiety like where it marries we're all going through it and even the best of us you know even with these strong relationships in the prayer it still happens to us so um i'm going to start off with philippians 4 6 do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and there's many many verses and i i dug up a lot of these last night that cover anxiety because they knew that this is something that we're going to be dealing with. So we can find peace and comfort through scripture that promises us hope and the future. Fear, anxiety are all weapons of Satan to keep us from experiencing the full life that God has for us. These emotions can overwhelm us and often paralyze us, which we're seeing in many situations where some people just don't want to get out of bed. You know, we can start today by taking these simple steps towards living that full free life, free of that anxiety. And it all starts with that relationship with God and with our prayer. And I actually found one prayer that I'm just going to say real quick before we actually get into the prayer prayer for the day. And this is a prayer to soothe um, anxiety um, in, in your anxious, worried heart. It says, Dear Lord, I thank you that I can come to you always for any reason. I'm grateful that when I pray to you, you answer me. Help me to come to you at the beginning of my fears and anxieties instead of waiting until I can't stand them anymore. The quicker I come to you, the better. You want to free me from all of my fears. Help me to look you um, to look to you for help more often, so that I can be radiant with your joy. And this is just one of, of many prayers that we can pray. Because remember, God wants us to take our burdens off our backs and to put Him put those burdens into those others or into His hands, because He can take care of absolutely anything. Once again, the devil uses fear. Um, hate and all these negative emotions, including anxiety, to keep us down, to keep us, you know, like Remnant says, depressed. Um, and these things really have a uh, a hard time on our body because stress itself lowers our immunity system. We end up getting um, sick. We end up uh, feeling bad. Like I said, depressed days that we don't even want to get out of bed. And we all go through these experiences and it's going to happen more and more. And that's the thing is that not only has God given us Many scriptural aspects or, or many verses in, the, in scripture that talk about how to remove this anxiety, how to stay away from it, you know, but he's also put us together for that same reason. We are all God's children and God knows that we're going to need each other. We're going to need him, but he works through us, you know, with his miracles. And this is why we all come together. This is one of the many reasons that we come together in this beautiful community with one another is because when I'm having one of those bad days, even myself, where I have a bad day, um, I have many of you that'll reach out and pull me out of that. And we do the same for each other. Walking that narrow path for the Lord Almighty is the greatest thing that we could do. But it's also not an easy path. Every day, um, there's some of us that stumble, some of us that fall down, some of us that don't have the greatest of days. But at the same time, God makes sure that we all don't have those bad days together. He has it to where some of us are stronger on those days so that we can reach out our hand. We can lift that person up as they stumble and help them through the problems, the anxiety, the fear, or whatever they are going through at this very, very moment. We can't get away from it at this point unless you completely unplug yourself from the internet, unless you completely unplug yourself from television. 
we're going to be sucked into this. And most of us don't really pay too much attention to mainstream media. We do, you know, our research and stuff like that. We go through um, social media and, and we see all that people are going through. We see all the people that are reaching out for prayers during this time. And like I said, that itself is a beautiful thing. It's sad that, you know, we are in the situation where we need to pray to get rid of this anxiety, this stress that we're going through. But at the same time, it's a beautiful thing that people are going to the right place to fix this. The right place to fix anxiety certainly isn't the doctor. It certainly isn't the psychotropes that they give you to keep you calm, that get you addicted and eventually wear down your soul and, and probably create more anxiety in the future because you become reliant on a drug rather than reliant on the actual source to get rid of this anxiety, which is the heavenly father. And, you know, God wants us to take our problems and to put them into his, to, into his hands. He wants us to pray so that we can get rid of these anxieties and the things that the devil puts us through every single day. And, and we said it before, and I say it all the time, the closer we get to God, the more the devil comes after us. When the devil's working in our lives and he's having no luck, He's not fulfilling what he's trying to do to distract us, to deceive us, to turn us away from God. What does he do? He goes after our families and, you know, he goes after generally often the families that don't have that relationship with Christ. But what ultimately ends up happening? We end up suffering that stress as well because the devil has found another way to bring that stress into our lives. And just over the last couple of days, I've talked to multiple um, close friends, brothers, um, that are having issues personally with their family, things that just came out of nowhere, just very similar to me when, when I was removed from the place that it was partly my home that I'd lived there for 15 years, put money into, and it just out of nowhere, they ended up kicking us out of the house. You've got a month to leave, you know, and that was quite stressful. But, and I've told you before, God came through at the last moment and he took that stress away and, and gave us what we needed, not what we wanted, what we needed. And that was shelter. But I'm seeing this very same thing over and over again with many people that we know, many people that are in the chat with us right now that are having those same issues with their own families. They're just suddenly turning. And what it is, is the devil has an easier time getting into the hearts, into the minds of those that do not have the relationship with Lord Almighty. But like I said, eventually that comes into our lives and it creates our own stress. But take that, take that stress Pray to the Lord Almighty, put him, put that stress into our Lord's hands, that anxiety into our Lord's hands, and he will remove it from us. And that is a promise. It is, like I said, once again, there are certain things that are mentioned over and over and over again in Scripture. And this is just one of them. And I've got many, um, many examples that I'm going to be covering um, and reading to you that are um, different verses in the Bible that cover anxiety once we get done with our uh, prayer for today. But remember, guys, is... We don't need to stress. All of these negative things come from the devil, not from our Lord Almighty. Lord Almighty brings us love. He brings us joy. And if we can focus on that, if we can focus on our Lord, keep our eyes on God, we can live in that love. We can live in that joy. We can remove the anxiety because what God brings us is way more than anything else is going to bring us on this earth. The creator is always going to be greater than the creation. And it goes like that for, for almost anything. And even down to the point where the devil, Lucifer, the angel of light was once a creation of God, but the devil is never going to be greater than the creator. And there's nothing that this devil doesn't do on this earth that God doesn't allow because we need lessons. We need ability to wake up. We need situations that bring us down to our knees. We need to be tested. And by testing ourselves, by going through these trials and tribulations, by knowing and remembering that we reach out to God, we can get through these things quicker and we become stronger ourselves. So guys, it is 3.11. So it is time to uh, do a little bit of prayer all together around the world, people coming together, praying in the same thing, you know, just in the name of our Lord Almighty to make these great changes in this world and to give us what we need to get through this battle. So Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day of bringing us all together. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us another day to where we woke up and we could breathe and we have another opportunity to serve you. Heavenly Father, if you so see it fit, give us another day tomorrow. And dear Lord, let us utilize every second, every moment that we have on this earth to work in your favor, to serve you in, in the greatest ways that we can. Heavenly Father, we know that you have promised you are going to take us home at some point, but we don't know the time. We don't know the time.
and we become quite impatient during this time. So we ask you that you give us patience, not only to get through these times, but to give us the same patience with others that you have given to us. Heavenly Father, you gave us an opportunity to find that relationship with you. Even some of our darkest moments, you pulled us out of that and you brought us to you. Dear Lord, let us utilize this time that we have here to honor you by helping others find that relationship with you that we have. Even the coldest of hearts, dear Lord, you can turn around. You can turn our enemies to be our greatest warriors. We've, we've had example of that in scripture. So dear Lord, let us have patience with others. Even those that, that do the most evil things against us at this time, where it's hard not to hate. It's hard not to despise what they do. Let us hate the sin, dear Lord, but let us love the sinner. Let us bring them around to build our army and to make it stronger. But Heavenly Father, I ask also that during this time that you lift that veil up just more and more. You told us that, that all lies would be brought to truth, that all lies would be, the light would be shined upon the lies and they would be brought to us to see. So Heavenly Father, I ask that you lift that veil up a little bit more. Let the truth come out so that people can see what this world has become, so they can see that it's not just bad people doing bad things around the world, but it's evil being led by evil, Satan. Heavenly Father, let us have the strength to get through these times. I ask that you give us discernment during these times so that we understand what is happening, so that we are prepared, not only for ourselves, Heavenly Father, but for others. Dear Lord, there's a lot of people out there that just refuse to listen, refuse to open up their eyes, refuse to see. They they don't believe what they're seeing. They don't believe what they're hearing. They're, believe, they're believing what they're told to see and what they're taught to hear. Heavenly Father, open up their hearts, open up their minds, open up their eyes so they can actually see what we are seeing. So they have that chance that they have not found that relationship with you yet to start seeking that relationship. Bring an event to this world, Heavenly Father, that is so biblical, that is so big, that no one in this world can say that it happened by anyone else but by your hand. Dear Lord, bring them to their knees if that must be so that they can find that relationship with you. But Heavenly Father, I ask that you keep us calm during these times because we know the evils. We see the evils. And it's hard watching the evil prevail each and every single day. But dear Lord, we know that you are in complete control. And we know that if it was time to go home, you would be here today. But the time is not yet. And you want us, dear Lord, to serve you. You want us to have that relationship, repent for our sins. You've asked us to spread the gospel. Let us do this, dear Lord. Let us do it every single day. Let us wake up and let our mission not be work. Let our mission not be looking for a new car or a new phone. Let our mission be in the gospel. Let our mission be spreading your word as far as we can to new people, to strangers, to people that we know that don't have that relationship. And Heavenly Father, I know some of them are not ready to listen, but let us not be afraid to plant those seeds because one day, those seeds will grow. And Heavenly Father, I know that in everyone's heart, even the most evil people in this world, you are in their heart. They just need to open it to find it. So dear Lord, let that be our mission. Let us help people find that in their heart so that they can have what we have today, so that we can build our army even bigger, so that we are ready for the war that we are heading into and that more souls have eternal salvation in heaven. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for the sacrifice that you made. Thank you for everything that you bless us with every single day. Thank you for giving me the meals that you give me every single day. Thank you for bringing the friend, not friends, the family that you have brought into my life. Dear Lord, we have had people turn their backs on us many, many times over the last couple of years. And it was hard on us at some point, but it gets easier and easier because we know that with you, they have the ability to turn around. So let us not be afraid. Let us not hate them. When they are ready to wake up, dear Lord, let us all have our hearts open and our, our arms open to embrace them and say, how can I help you? Not clenched fist, not anger, not holding a grudge against those that have turned their backs on us, but true love, dear Lord, knowing that they can come around and, and be your greatest warriors as well. So thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for letting us wake up during this time so that we can be part of your army. It's an absolute honor because you could have picked us to be alive at any time in this world's history, but you chose us all to be here today. And Heavenly Father, I wouldn't want to be with a greater group of people. And I am so blessed every day for bringing us all together. And I owe you that thanks. And I owe you the thanks for every great thing that any of us do because every great thing we do comes from you. Heavenly Father, we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. Well, I'll tell you guys, uh, this world's getting so weird, getting so chaotic, and it is. It is hard not to stress out some days, but 
fortunately we have our, our Lord. We have our, our Lord to pray too. We have our Lord to hand over our burdens and our problems, our anxiety. And here's the thing, unlike us who happen, you know, can be selfish at sometimes God's not selfish. God won't think twice about taking your burdens, your pain, your suffering. He will take it all from you and he will set you back on your mission. But once, once you have learned what God was teaching you, because he doesn't put any of these things into our lives unless he's trying to strengthen us, to test us, to see what we're going to do, to see our commitment to him. And guys, I know all of us here are committed 100% to our Lord Almighty. <clears throat> Many of us have been there for a long time. Many like myself are rather new to this thing considering the span of my life. But we're here now and that's all that matters. And I am just grateful every single day that, that God loves us enough to do what he does for us. Nobody else in this earth would do that. Even some of our parents would think twice in certain situations, but not our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father is here through thick and thin. He will carry us through the, the biggest fires. He will walk us across the deepest oceans. And that's a beautiful thing about our Lord Almighty. So I'm going to read a couple of this, uh, verses that I've lined up today, just kind of covering anxiety and, and stress, which is mentioned a lot in, in Scripture. And I've got about 30 uh, examples right here. So 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made in perfect love. Well, our Heavenly Father brings us love, perfect love. Matter of fact, the only perfect love, in my opinion, is with the Lord Almighty because all the perfect love that we may experience here on this earth with our wives, with our husbands, with our boyfriends, with our girlfriends, with our children, where does that perfect love come from? It comes from the Heavenly Father. That's where the perfect love comes from. It's the covenant that we that we have with each other, with God, and with one another. And that love comes from our Heavenly Father. So if you are living in the Lord, if you are living in the Father, we are experiencing love. And fear does not exist within love. Like it says, fear exists within punishment. And if we're working to do what we can, if we have that relationship with our Lord Almighty, He's already made that sacrifice so that we don't become punished. We just need to do our part and become stronger in the Heavenly Father every single day. Become better people. Um, repent for our sins and then work through that to where we're not having to repent for those sins anymore because we're over it. That is the perfect love that the Heavenly Father gave us when He died on that cross so that we had that chance to get in heaven. If we live through that, there is no fear. There is no anxiety. Put it all into His hands. He will happily take it for us. So the next one is 1 Peter 3.14. But even if you should suffer... For what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. You know, I've said before is um, I've never I didn't always have the courage that I have today. And the difference between courage and fear is that fear will still somewhat exist within us, but courage allows us to take that fear, shove it to the side, and move through and prevail with the mission that God has set us on. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's something that we really take for granted. You know, so when we do the right things, the devil's going to come after us and we may suffer a little bit. I prefer to say endure as compared to suffering, you know, because suffering is such a bad word, but enduring, enduring itself means that you were taking that suffering and you were making yourself get through this no different than courage through fear. So do not fear the threats. Do not be frightened because when you're doing God's work, even if you were to be removed from this earth. If you were to die and be removed from this earth, you died doing the most noble thing that you possibly could. And that was God's work. And it's okay because we're going to end up where we want to anyways. And trust me, even if you die in the middle of a mission, that means that mission's not over. Because I can promise you the actions that you did will end up going across this world and will be a testament to everybody. So nothing is in vain. Nothing that God does is ever in vain. Once again, if you were to die on a mission, that mission would still have great purpose and it would spread around the world and inspire others. 2 Timothy 1.7 For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And that is so true because my courage, the courage that I had today, didn't come from myself. Matter of fact, that courage that I had today started the moment that I accepted God into my heart. The moment that I accepted Christ into my heart is when I became a courageous person. It's when I let go of my fear. It's the moment that I was like, I will walk into any battle for you, Heavenly Father, and I will not worry. Why do I not worry? 
because for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And that is so true. I always go back to my Star Wars analogies. You know, the big difference between the dark side and the light side is that the dark side is, is impulsive. They act upon selfishness. They act upon what they want in the moment. But the Jedi's required discipline. And that's the same thing when you're dealing with Satan and you're dealing with God is in order to be a child of God, it takes discipline, but we discipline ourselves. When we make a mistake, when we commit a sin, there was a time in our lives when we would sin, when we didn't even realize we sinned. It didn't even cross our minds. But today, today, when we break one of those commands, when we break one of those laws, we instantaneously recognize it. We get on our knees and we're like, heavenly father, I messed up again. I'm so sorry. That is the love and the self-discipline that we have right now is that we recognize our fault. And that is because Lord Almighty is, is here. That's because he's in our life. And it's because we want to make our father happy. Therefore, we recognize the faults that we have and we work on those every single day. And it's a constant battle, but we all go through it. So Isaiah um, 35, 4, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. And that is another promise that the Lord Almighty has made us. And what we are, and probably one of the most accurate things, what we're dealing with right now. Fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, because your God will come. We know our Heavenly Father is coming back. We know right now that He's going to come back with great vengeance. And I think one of the things that gives us a lot of the anxiety and the stress that we have right now is that we want to see this vengeance. We want to see justice take place upon this world. But remember this, family, the justice is not ours. The justice is our heavenly father and not one thing that we can do on this earth to anybody concerning justice is going to be worse and a bigger reminder of their wrongs than the vengeance and the justice that our Lord Almighty brings when he comes back to this earth. We could hang them. We can throw them in prison. We can call them names. We can make them so afraid to walk the streets. But like I said, human justice is nothing compared to the justice that's coming when our Holy Heavenly Father comes back to this earth and they end up in those fiery pits. And I've said it before, the worst thing about the pits of hell isn't the fire, isn't the torment. It's the lack of our Heavenly Father. They will never have anyone to reach out in prayer again. We are lucky today when we have our problems, when we have mistakes, when, when we are bad people trying to become better people. We have the ability right now to get on our knees to pray to our Heavenly Father, dear Jesus Christ, I accept you into my heart. I love you more than anything on this earth, and I am going to be the best person that I can be for you. We have that ability right now. When they get into hell, they don't have that. There's no one there to listen, and that's a scary, scary thought. So next one is uh, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God gives us everything that we need, but we need to humble ourselves every day and realize that we are just humans. That's it. We're just humans. We are fleshy sheaths wrapped around the soul that belongs to our Heavenly Father. And these, these sheaths that we're wearing right now, these fleshy sheaths, they're on loan by our Lord Almighty. But reaching out to God and, and putting our, our fears and our anxieties into his hands, we'll be able to fly like eagles. We won't grow weary. We will walk and we will not be faint. We will have everything with us that we need. And God knows what we need. We confuse our wants and our needs often, but God always knows what we need and he always brings us to it. But we need to humble ourselves and we need to ask. God wants us to ask. He wants us to rely on him because relying on him and showing him that we need him and we can't do it ourselves is just proof of our faith. And, and, you know, and that's the importance of faith is God wanted faith to exist. He wanted us to have faith. Otherwise he would have shown his faith and many other things on this earth where people wouldn't have questioned, but faith in this case is absolute 100% important. So as I, um, I'll get on to the next one. So we have uh, Hebrews 11, one. Now faith is confidence and what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And that's the thing is that a lot of right now, um, part of our anxiety is our lack of confidence in what's going on because we can't see, but God can see. 
And God's already told us that he's going to come back. God's already told us he's going to bring justice upon this world. God's already told us that we're going to end up in heaven because we repented, because he died on that cross. All we need to do is believe. You believe in God. So John 14, 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. And that's the thing. Christ was God on this earth experiencing a human experience so that he can let us know that he understands what we're going through. Just like when he died on that cross, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Christ came down here and experienced us and what we go through in a human form so that he could preach to us that he understood that we are, that we are being bombarded from every corner. And what happened that day that Christ died on that cross, the veil was torn between the temples. And what does that mean? What does veil being torn between the temples mean? It means that we now have God's phone number. We have the ability to reach out to the Lord Almighty ourselves on our own knees, in our own house, in our own car, in our own shower, in our own front yard. Anywhere we want to, we have God's personal phone number. Unlike before Christ died on that cross, we would have to go to a priest or a preacher or something like that, and then they would do the talking. They were the operator to God. No, when Jesus died on that cross, we don't need them anymore. No. We need ourselves. We need that personal connection with God. We have his personal phone number to reach out to him anytime we need him, anytime that we want to thank him. And that's another beautiful sacrifice that came across when, when Christ died on that cross. So Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you when, wherever you go. And I've said before, is when God sets us on a mission, he's not there um, at the end of the mission. No, he's there when he sends us off on the mission. He's sitting in the seat next to us as we go through our mission. And he's right next to us when we complete our mission. He never abandons us. He watches us to make sure that we get through and that we have those tools that we need through him. And part of that, if you notice, a lot of these verses that I'm reading um, conflates anxiety, stress with Fear. They all fall into that same exact category because once again, fear and anxiety come from punishment. We're not being punished. We're being rewarded for the works that we do on this earth for having that relationship with our Heavenly Father. So fear is not needed. They want us to fear. Evil feeds off of the fear. It's no different than magic. Magic um, spells and stuff require people and energy. And that's one of the reasons that the evil and the devil in this world um, tries, you know, that's why they tell us what they're doing subtly. They don't do it forwardly. They do it in movies. They do it in television. They do it in programming because when we sit by and we say nothing, we're basically giving them a thumbs up They're Therefore they're getting the energy that they need and the support they need to do these spells. And it requires negative energy, fear, and all these other things. We need to take it away from them. We we're basically removing their food. We're removing their source of power. Like I said, within Christ, there's no reason to fear. There's no reason to stress. There's no reason for anxiety. So Luke 12, 22, then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will, or what you will wear. So, you know, once again, we tend to stress often about material things, but God has promises that he's going to give us what we need. And we don't need a Mercedes. We don't need a two-story home in the suburbs. What we need is food, shelter, water, and most importantly, God. If we have those things in our lives, if we have God in our lives, we'll have everything else that we need in our lives. Trust me, God's not going to let us starve. Just get on your knees, pray, and he will always bring you what you need. So Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are, are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spend. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. 
if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying that we shall, or what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of those things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And, you know, I love that one in particular because, you know, it's something that I've always believed. Matter of fact, this even goes back to the, the Celts. Um, the Celtic Society in early Scotland believes something very, very similar. And they stress the importance of the now, the present, the moment. Guys, we spend a lot of time worrying about what's happened what already happened, what's transpired in our past, what transpired yesterday. Well, guess what? That has already moved forward. It's already passed. So what do we do? We take those, those things that we didn't like that happened in the past and we work on them. We use them as lessons to better ourselves. What else do we stress about? We stress about tomorrow. Where am I going to get money for my rent? How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to do this? How am I going to afford to go to college? How am I going to have the time to go to college? See, we worry about the past. We worry about the future, but the future hasn't happened yet. And we don't know how it's going to transpire. Only heavenly father knows how this is going to work. You may have as many goals as you want to, but our human goals are nothing compared to the goals that our heavenly father has. And just like me, when I ventured out, into the world of entertainment, when I was making professional movies for Hollywood, when I was working for the Dallas Stars and the San Antonio Spurs, you know, I thought that was my mission. That was my goal. But Father had other intentions. And what did he do? He removed that from my life. But remember this, is when God closes a door, he always opens another door or a window. He opens up another opportunity. And if we can stop and not worry and not stress. And we ask the Lord, Heavenly Father, you have removed me from this job. What do you have in store for me, Father? You'll get it. And in my my position, my, my job that the Heavenly Father did, he took away my career, but he gave me this. He gave me podcasts. He gave me the family. He gave me the videos that I do all in his name. So I would much rather live a mission for God than a job that pays lots of money. Because trust me, that money that I got from the job that I was working before is not going to benefit me in heaven. But that relationship and the work that we all do for our Heavenly Father right now here on this earth is going to benefit us for the rest of our lives because Christ died on that cross. So once again, worry about the now. Worry about the present. There's no time to stress right now over what's happening. There's only moment there's only a time to act upon what we're doing in the present so stay focused stay in the present stay in god's grace focus on that and you won't stress about anything don't worry about the future god knows what's going to come don't worry about the past it's already gone so psalms 34 4 i sought the lord and he answered me he delivered me from all of my fears the power of prayer like i said god god doesn't you know, sometimes it's a bird on us. You know, our little kid asks you something over and over, over again. Mommy, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? We get frustrated. We get a little frustrated. God, on the other hand, doesn't get frustrated. He doesn't look at it as you're bugging him because he wants you to reach out. He wants you to ask him for help. He wants you to pray to him and, and give us the burdens. That's the difference between, you know, being human and being God. We see things totally differently. God wants us to reach out. So Psalms 94, 19, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Always. God will always bring you joy. You just got to get on your knees, humble yourself and ask him for him. And just like I said at the beginning of the show, don't wait until things get terrible. Don't wait until you just can't handle it anymore. No, ask him immediately. The moment you start having anxiety, the moment you start feeling stress, reach out. So, uh, oh yeah, that was Psalms 94, 19. Um, so Psalms 138, eight, the Lord will vindicate me. Your love Lord endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. You know, the Lord will vindicate us, all of this. He'll vindicate our love and it, it endures forever. It's the one consistent, you know, milk will go bad in our refrigerator. Money will be worth less tomorrow than it is today. But the Lord, the love that he brings us 
only gains. It gains every day. It becomes more powerful. It becomes stronger. It's the one thing in our life that will only get better. It will not get worse. It will not expire. God's love only gets stronger. So Romans 8, 38, 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No, nothing. The devil can try all he wants to separate us from God. And trust me, oh, trust me, that is exactly what the devil's intention is right now. Not just in the people that have Lord in their lives, but going overtime to keep people, those that may not have found them from even seeking him to begin with. But nothing can get in between the love of God and us. Absolutely nothing. Our own worst enemy is ourselves. You know, I said yesterday that the evil isn't within the object. The evil is with intent. Money isn't evil. Our love for money is the intent, which is evil. And it's like that with anything on the earth. Objects aren't evil, but our idolizing of those objects is where it becomes evil. We are our own worst enemies. We are the ones that make the mistakes. You know, the devil only convinces us and walks us into bad decisions, but ultimately we're the ones that make those decisions because we have free will and nobody can go against that. But we also have the free will to stay in the Lord, to keep praying, to never forget how much God brings to us every single day. Like I said, if you truly have that relationship with love or with God, it'll only get stronger every single day. The more that you just get close to God and the more that you reach out in love. So, Guys, I'm a little bit over time, but uh, like I said, I just wanted to get to those. Those are just, it's amazing. Um, everything that we go through in our life is covered in scripture. And before I became a Christian, even when I read um, scripture before I was a Christian, I just never caught on to how well written the Bible was. And really look at it. It's, I mean, I know the Bible is a rather big book, but considering what's in it, it should be larger. Considering what, what they managed to put into that book, nothing was wasted. Everything was there for a perfect intent. And this book should take up 150 bookshelves with all the information that was in there. But it was so well written and so well designed that everything that we need, anything that we could ever go through in our life is mentioned in there. Telling us how to get it, telling us how to be better, telling us to put that love into God's hand. That's the beautiful part about scripture. And when, when everything on this earth humanly is nothing but deception, even down to our history, at least we know. That we have one thing in our life, which is 100% truth, 100% love, and 100% real. And it lies within scripture. And guess what that is, guys? That is God and Christ. And I am so thankful to be part of this. And I'm so thankful that I had people in my life, that God put an angel in my life and other people into my life that encouraged me every day to become a better Christian, to get into scripture more and more, to reach out to those people, to help those people, to, to become humble. You know, and I'll tell you one great thing, you know, when I was working and I'll tell you, I, I, I will, I will admit this to you guys right here. I've never been a conceited person. I've never been narcissistic, but worked for um, movies when I worked, especially when I was directing and making the videos, intro videos, commercials and stuff like that for the Dallas Stars and the Centennial Spurs. I had a little bit of an ego, you know, it's hard not to have an ego when you play a video and 30,000 people get up on their feet screaming, you know what I'm saying? But God was like, no, 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 no. I'm about to bring you to the mission that I wanted you. And I'm about to remove that ego. I'm about to show you what humility is about. And he did. And you know what? Many of us, we listened. We all listened. And we become better person. We become more humble. We become less selfish. We are doing more for others than we are for ourselves. We are spending that more time with our creator and God than we used to. Because we realize that every good thing that happens to us right here on this earth is because of our Father. And we should always thank Him. Not just ask. We do a lot of asking these days. And God, God understands and appreciates that. But sometimes we just need to take a moment just to thank Him. Just to thank God. So guys, I want to thank you all so much for joining us for this Bended Knee. Um, like I said, we'll be back, I'll be back later on this evening to do part one um, and on Bards FM of the Brad Cummings interview. Part two on Fishers of Men. As well as um, we have an, a phenomenal interview that we're doing tonight 
about crazy God stories with a phenomenal Christian that lives right here in my, in my state. He'll be coming on tonight on the Kilted Christian. So I hope that you guys join us for that as well. But for those of you that are leaving and getting back to work, have an absolutely beautiful day. I love you all very much. And I'm thankful that you take the time just to come spend this time with us and to pray with us. For those you're going to be hanging out, I'm going to finish this hour, about 20 minutes of music. So thank you for sticking around. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.
living life with no regrets. They're on the way, but ain't here yet. I just left Las Vegas in bad, bad shape. I only call home if I get the chance. Every other night, new romance. Wake up just in time to miss the day. And now I'm talking to the man in the mirror. And I think I heard him say, What you got to do? Guys, this is our last song. I'm going to end with a little system of a down. Get you guys ready to get back to work. It's better than coffee.
Look at that. I missed my countdown again. So I will do it verbally. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And that is the end of the show, guys. I want to thank you so much for joining us today for Bended Knee. We will be back tonight. Um, make sure that you catch Conley's show. I'll be back for Bards FM, the first edition of Brad Cummings' interview. Number two will be um, Fisher's Event after that. So, guys, uh, Make sure that you check out our show, Kilt to Christian Night, as well. We have an absolutely wonderful guest that you guys are not going to want to miss. This guy is a true Christian, phenomenal stories, loads of energy. Looking forward to it. But guys, um, those of you that made requests, I have screenshots. I will get that music up for you, so we will do this again tomorrow. But thank you once again for joining me. I love you all very, very much. I know some of you are heading back to work. So uh, try to enjoy yourselves. Get some coffee. Listen to some music. You know, maybe if you can get scripture on audio, that may help it through the day a little bit easier as well. Once again, always grateful to be here with you. Um, I love listening to Scott, but I'm also thankful when he leaves because I get the opportunity to spend a little bit more time with you guys and do these shows. So quite humbled. But guys, I love you much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I will see you later on this afternoon. And God bless. <laughs>